Big Guys Entertainment presents Big Guys Banter. And now, here are your hosts, two adventurers who were once forced breastfed by mountain lions, Pierre Vachon and Vinny Hebert. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Big Guys Banter right here at BigGuysBanter.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Pierre, and over there on the other side of me is the man with the plan. Give it up for Vinny, everybody. Vinny, how you doing, my man? Hello, hello. Hey, for all you out there, I have a little ASMR for you. Ready? Oh, okay. Uh, I love that is. sound. There it is. Uh, we're we're a multi-styled show. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes we just do ASMR videos. You never know. You never know. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, please send us your messages at mailbag at bigguysbanter.com. Uh, talk to us. Ask us questions. All that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. We are Vermont's most hated podcast, exclusively heard on planet Earth. So there you go. Uh, please follow us on Patreon. Join us on Patreon, Big Guys DJ. Uh, give us give us a help. Like, subscribe, follow on all of our social media. Big Guys Gaming, Big Guys Entertainment, all you that. You know, and the advantage of of signing up to our our Patreon is you get to see the video version of these shows. Yes, so, you do. That is one of the if yeah. you if you download the show and you enjoy it. If you join our Patreon, you get the video version. Sometimes we have random stuff on. Sometimes we're shirtless. You never know what you're going to get. So uh, make sure you check that you out. You never well. know. You never know. So how the hell are you, my man, Vinny? I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Good. I can't complain. Um, Good. I, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Things are going well. Awesome. I mean, there's... There's still stupid people in the world, but you know. Well, that's always a. You're always going to have that. There's no way around those stupid people. You know, one thing that I did notice is that coming up this weekend, since the podcast is weekly, uh, we we record a few days before Sunday is Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day with your better half? Uh, you know, I, I I really I don't. Well, I usually get her something. And yep. she totally does not remember anything about it. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, the last three holidays that you traditionally give gifts for, uh, she has not given me a gift. Which so is a- that was my birthday, uh, Christmas, and I doubt I'll get one for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Which is ironic because you grew up as a Jehovah's Witness where you're, that kind of thing wasn't celebrated at all. <laughs> so right. So it's it is odd to be that. So it's kind of a big deal to me. Yeah, that's what I was like, oh, that's too bad, Vinny. Um, because I know for you that you're not used to having that. So you've in a relationship that's kind of part of it. Well, well, I'll say that for the last few years. So she somehow. So I used to go around. A part of my gimmick is, especially when I'm DJing, is I wear a fedora. Yeah, that has been part of my gimmick. For years. Yep. Uh, she lost my fedora. How did she lose your fedora? I never have found out how that happened. I I don't know. It went into the car and never came out. Aha. Okay. So it got lost somewhere. She moved it. See, I have a little thing about my my uh, office area is, let's say it's less than organized to most <laughs> people, which drives her nuts. So she's like, well, I can organize it for you. And I'm like, don't touch it. Yeah. Because I know where things are. Right. It's the organized chaos theory. Exactly. And I have that too. Even the most crazy setup at my house, and I live in a really tiny house, so when I, it's hard to do a lot of this stuff here in my my studio space here. It's super tiny, and uh, I don't have a lot of room for a lot of stuff. So a lot of my stuff that I love is in storage because I have to have all this production stuff out 
and it takes up all my space. And it gets a little cluttered in yeah. here, and it gets a little wild. Now I live alone, so I don't have anyone complaining but, at me. But I understand. Right. You, I, I can. I can. If you walked in here and redid this place, I would lose my mind because I know where all the weird yeah. chaos is and where I've put stupid little stuff yeah. that doesn't need to be there. But I. That's where I know it is, and that's how I got the routine. And if you came in and if I, if somebody came in and people have offered like, I can organize your space and I'm good at organizing other people's spaces. I'm really good at it. I can actually go in and organize other people's spaces really well, but mine is chaos. And, uh, it's the same. I'm the same exact way. If you came in and changed it, I'd have a mini heart attack, like a, a mini stroke, just trying to find all my stuff. Well, she moved, she moved my hat and since then, never been able to find it. So for the last couple of years, it's like, Oh, it's, it's Valentine's last Valentine's day. She's like, Oh, I, I didn't get a chance to order it, but I'm getting you a hat for Valentine's day. That was last year, 2019, uh, 2020, <laughs> whatever it was last right, year. Right, right. year it was last year. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get one. So again, it was, uh, it was going to be for my birthday. That didn't happen. And, uh, uh, Christmas. Oh yes. We're going to order one. We're going to order one for your, for Christmas. And, and it's, uh, February now and uh, still not one has been ordered. So it just, I, I feel I have to, if I'm going to get a hat, cause I'm hoping we're going to do some gigs this year live and in person. Yeah, absolutely. And so I need to get my hat back. <laughs> I need my hat back. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you based on everything going on. I'm not holding my breath. We'll be doing live events for a while, but I am, uh, I'm hopeful, but I also, based on what I'm seeing online and the, the new strains of the virus coming and all the weird stuff, I think we're going to be, it's going to be a slow rollout into 2021 and probably by the end of the year, we'll start seeing live events again, hopefully crossing fingers. They, I read, I read a, a news, I said, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline, which is never a good thing. Yeah, that's but true. But it said it's airborne, it's airborne. Yeah, well, it's always been airborne. That's why I was confused. Like, it's droplets and all that. But the the transmission rates of the new strains is higher. It's faster. It stays longer in the air. That's what they're really talking about. And it's it's uh, more transmissible than the current strain that we have of COVID. Um, and that's what everybody's talking about, is that these new strains... And there's multiple strains coming. Like, it's, you know, it's evolving. Luckily, it's not evolving to be more fatal. It's evolving to be easier to be caught or, you know, to be transmitted. And that's where. Right. I mean, that's the nature of viruses. Exactly. Is they adapt. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to kill off one strain. That's why the flu has so many strains. We've worked hard to kill one and then it re rebounds and creates another one. It's going to be a while before we have a real handle on COVID. It is a pandemic and, and it drives me nuts watching all these people who are not necessarily paying attention and starting to get lax about, you know, all the stuff we should be doing. Cause if we actually were taking care of it and actually all doing things we're supposed to do, we wouldn't have as much of a problem, but we, especially America, other countries are doing just fine. Other countries are, you know, completely fine and they're, they're completely back to normal or at least, you know, for the most part. And we are still in this weird like half shut down, half not shut down, half I'll wear, I'll wear a mask if I feel like it, America, and you know or no, no, screw your fake patrioticness. Wear the effing mask. Exactly, I agree. Simple I, as that. Yeah, at Big Guys Banter, we stand for a few things. It, yeah, we stand. <laughs> we stand for very few things, but yeah. one of them is wear a freaking mask. Wear a mask, a holes. Wear your masks. Stop it. The the Q the QAnon conspiracy isn't real, and neither is your whole thing about you can't breathe with it. Uh, it's going to cause all these issues. Um, I mean, doctors wear masks when they operate on people. Absolutely. And if it was really a problem with breathing, then they wouldn't be wearing a mask because it's kind of important to breathe yeah. when you're operating on people. Yeah, it, it drives me nuts. These are the same people. These are the exact same people who will complain about having to wear a cloth mask, but then they're the ones that go out at Halloween and put on their big rubber you know, masks and run around, and they're fine, which those things are a death trap, but they'll do that, but then they won't wear a damn... Or they're kinky, and when they go home, they wear weird masks and ball gags in their own privacy of their own home, but they won't wear a, a mask out in public 
to cover their nose and mouth so they don't sneeze on people. Ridiculously and you stupid. you can't tell me that it's really easy to breathe with a ball gag in your mouth. Or, yeah. come on. Yeah, I mean, we've all been gagged at some point, I'm sure. I don't know about you, Vinny. Or maybe I'm speaking out of turn. But all you people yeah. at home that are kinky and weird, you, you usually you're not the ones I'm worried about because you probably don't care. Uh, you've probably done weirder stuff and the mask doesn't really bother you. But all these, like, it's America and that's part of being American. It's freedom. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, shut up and get over yourselves. You're not that important in this big scheme of things. Let's just get this taken care of is really all it boils down to. So with that, Valentine's Day is here on Sunday. See, that's what happens on this show. We literally will start talking about one thing and it goes into a snowball that I can't truly comprehend. And that's where we went from somehow from. That's why this title. It's just big guys banter because we literally went from Valentine's Day to fedoras to covid and in all in less than two minutes so uh, pretty impressive run there uh, all right all you conspiracy theory fans you figure out the connection yeah there you go and please let us know what it is so that we can help you keep it rolling forward that's actually something i wanted to talk about today and we might as well talk about it right now while we're in the middle of this weirdness but let me get through valentine's day really quick um, I was going to say, we're not going to talk about Valentine's or yeah, skipping that entirely? Yeah, no, we'll get back to it. We might as well. So Valentine's Day is a weird one for me. I, I'm i a romantic in a lot of ways. You wouldn't know it by half the stuff I say, but I am actually a romantic. And I, I like being romantic for the sake of being romantic. I hate that we've created... There's two things I can't stand. I can't stand marriage because we, we don't understand... Pe- we've turned it into this thing about love and it marriage was never about love marriage was always about property and business transactions that's what marriage used to be and that it's really a business which transaction. is funny because out of the two of us you've been married that is true i have been married and i got divorced quickly i got married in vegas by elvis that's right <laughs> i was re- i was really drunk uh, so there, this will be my this will be my Valentine's Day story. Um, I got really drunk. <laughs> I got really drunk in Vegas a long time ago, and I was with someone I shouldn't have been. We just weren't uh, we weren't meant for each other. But it was one of those we've been dating for a while. The parents and the family brought us out to Vegas on vacation, and I was drinking heavily. And I was pretty much told I needed to marry that woman. Because we've been together for a few years and she needed a husband. And uh, it was very pushed upon me. I was drunk enough. I didn't care. I said, fine, let's get married. And uh, we went and to she the... she had those childbearing hips. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, ugh. She, she had something, <laughs> but it wasn't anything I wanted anymore. It was a shotgun wedding? Oh, it was. It was absolutely a shotgun. So the, the, mom, yeah. the mom and dad said to me outright, they said, you know what? You, you have been with my daughter for a couple of years now. It is time... That you become her husband. She needs to have a husband who can take care of her and et cetera, et cetera. And we had been drinking in Vegas and I went, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do. So I drunkenly. No more living a life in sin. Nope. I uh, drunkenly walked into the Viva Las Vegas, Vegas wedding chapel. Well, here's the thing you don't realize is that you actually have to go first to the town, to the city, to the city or it's town township or whatever in Vegas to city hall. And you get a marriage license before you even show up at the chapel. So you've already technically gotten married. You just have to have it signed by whoever the witness is, whoever performs the ceremony. Right. So I should, we show up. I am, I mean, there's a line a mile long and they move like, it's like Jiffy Lube to get your marriage license. Like, they don't pay attention to anything. They literally, you put your IDs down, you sign a couple of pieces of paper. They're like, well, you're married and you're out the door. I think they give you a lollipop. I don't even remember. And, uh, like, we go out the door. We go over to the Viva Las Vegas Wedding Chapel, one of the biggest Vegas wedding chapels. It's in a really rough part of town, like next to a, it's not very far from the actual pawn shop. That's in Pawn Stars, you know the yeah. Pawn Stars show. Their shop is on the is on the rough side of Vegas, and um, and the chapel's not far away from there. So we show up, and I am hammered drunk. I got a suit on. Uh, I brought suits with me, so I was wearing I was wearing a suit with a top hat. I went and bought a top hat at some costume place down the street or whatever. Had the whole outfit. 
really drunk. She had a she had a nice dress. She went and found. We show up, and I'm sitting there, and I am. I mean, I have had a lot to drink. Uh, words cannot describe how much I. Because in Vegas, if you've never been, Las Vegas has a weird superhero ability that you can drink four times more than you normally could and survive. And so I don't know what it is, but it's something about Vegas. You can do that. So I was completely. I'm surprised I was standing. And all the first thing I remember happening was they brought in Elvis because I'm a huge Elvis fanatic. They brought in Elvis and there yeah. he was. And uh, it was a dude who was older than Elvis was when Elvis died. Like this dude had to be 60 something and he was Elvis. Grandpa Elvis. Yeah. And I was like, and I was mad because fat Elvis is my favorite Elvis. And I was like, I want a fat Elvis. And they said, well, sir, it's a Sunday. Uh, we don't have a fat Elvis in here. On uh, you know, we'd have to like we'd have to, almost sounded like they were gonna special order me a fat Elvis. You know what I mean? Like we're we'll ship <laughs> we'll ship one in, but it'll. I mean, you're in freaking Vegas. Do you mean they couldn't find a fat Elvis? Oh, we'll get to that. But so yes, I I was so drunk, I started yelling. I'm not getting married unless a fat Elvis conducts this ceremony. Um, I don't even think I said it in that clean of words, but that was the. The gist of what I was saying. Uh, oh, well, we're going to a break. When we come back, I will finish the epic saga of me getting married drunk by Elvis. Stay with us. You're listening to Big Guys Banter with Vinny and Pierre. And welcome back, everybody, to Big Guys Banter. So, where we left off, I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about Anchor or whatever ads are on during our break. Now, uh, I last left you off, I was drunk in a wedding chapel in Vegas yelling that I didn't have a fat Elvis. Um, and that was what... Imagine if you if you had just started the podcast and you fast-forwarded and this is where you ended up. Um, you're like, yeah. Oh, what? That's all you heard. Like, whoa, I don't know what I'm listening to. Or if somebody walked in and heard someone listening to the show and that's all they heard was that. So I was in I was in Vegas with my ex-wife, well, my now ex-wife, not my current ex-wife, my now ex-wife. Uh, back then, she wasn't my wife yet. So well, we, I, She's still your current ex-wife. That's true. She is still my current ex-wife. I just don't... It's weird when you've only been married once and you say my ex-wife or... You know, people people then think you've been married multiple times. It's like, no, I got married once. There I was. I was drunk, and I didn't want, didn't want really want to get married, but I felt I had to because I had the whole family there. And here's the funny part: before live streaming, before they really had live streaming, because this was a long time ago, they had us live on the internet on a shitty webcam. Like it was like one camera up like angled oh. weird and it was blotchy and it was like low res and they sang and uh you know elvis they did. got one frame per minute oh it was so choppy because then they they tried to sell you on the gimmick after oh well you know you can buy the video i'm like why would i want to buy that shaky horrible one frame a second webcam video that looks like a snuff film that that was like taped on a vhs recorder 30 years ago i was like no thanks so, did the whole ceremony. We had a limo. We went out on the strip. And, uh, you know, they, the whole nine yards, right? We get to this place, and they didn't ever give me a fat Elvis. It was a thin Elvis. It was an old Elvis. I was mad. I was just grumpy. Then we go two hotels down on the strip, and all of a sudden I see a sign that says, Big Elvis. And it's a it's a a lounge show, like a lounge act in one of the bars in a casino. Mm -hmm. Huge sign just says Big Elvis. And I'm like, what? And I walk in, and here is the biggest Elvis I have ever seen. So we went the other <laughs> direction. He wasn't like Elvis fat. He was Elvis if he had hit the thousand pound mark and had to be removed from a building, like with crane size. And he's dressed up in full Elvis regalia, the full outfit, there must have been 600 yards of fabric on this dude. Um, 
and he's sitting there singing. Full of sequins. Yeah. Oh my god. It was. It was so. It was like when the light hit him, it made more light because there was so much reflecting off of him that it like br- made the room bright. And all of a sudden, I hear a voice that just blew me away. This guy sounded so. And if he is still out there and alive, God bless you, man, because he sounded exactly like Elvis to the point where. They actually showed an audio uh, file of Elvis singing and him and showed the, the, the peaks and ranges and the whole thing. And they almost matched like they were almost wow. like almost matched in tone. And the cool thing was, is this guy was singing modern songs as Elvis because he sounded so much like Elvis naturally when he sang that he could sing modern tunes and do covers and like all that and do all the Elvis well, hits. Modern tunes back then, but not modern tunes now. No, we're talking. I mean, he's not doing WAP by no Cardi B or no, no, like no. We're, we're talking nineties, late like or early two thousands. You know, the uh, two thousand five. You know, stuff like pop rock and, but he was still doing current stuff at the time. Like crazy, and it sounded like Elvis was doing cover shows, like doing a cover of something. It was phenomenal. And I remember I was drunk, and I was in love with this guy. I wanted to be his friend. Like I was like, I want to be friends with Fat El- Big Elvis. And uh, all I want I, you to come home with me. Yeah, like can I take you back and you just sing at the house? That would be great. But actually, I ended we up. We can play Matchbox cars together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I could feed you everything in in the town I live in because that's what it would take to feed you. Um, so he, I, I remember walking up completely hammered, and I said, uh, "Sir, you are the fattest Elvis I've ever seen, and I love you. Would you be willing to uh, come drive to the Viva Las Vegas wedding chapel so we could redo our marriage because we just got married and they had a crappy Elvis?" I literally was trying to pitch this dude. Like, come back. He's not, he doesn't have, I don't even know if he could, like, legally perform a ceremony. But I was like, I just well, want you were already married, so it didn't matter at that yeah, point. I, yeah, I mean, I really just wanted a fat Elvis to conduct our wedding. And he refused, so then I hated him. So, um, oh. at that moment, I hated him. But I still love him as a performer. I went back two years later after my divorce, uh, and I went back to Vegas. You know, and he was still there. I was just thinking, why why? Do we need a license to get married? Why is that a licensable thing? So I have had this question for a long time. And the only reason I can figure is because back when marriage was first really created, I mean, it was created in different ways, but the way that we know it, it was a contractual obligation that was created between two families so that the land or the resources could be put together. So that makes sense that, I guess in a way that you would have some kind of a contract and that's what a license is, is a contract, a binding, you know, thing. But I agree with you because it is, it is easier to get into a marriage than it is to get out of it. And it is a pain in certain States. I don't know other, every state, every country, you know, if you're from a different country, we're in the U S but if you're, especially our fans in Ireland and Germany, uh, all those places. If you could tell, send us a message at mailbag at big guys banter and tell us how you get out of marriage in your countries, how divorce works. <laughs> I would love, I would love to know. Tell us all your secrets of how to get out of a marriage. Yes, please show us, show us your ways. Do you have ways to change your identity? Send them us, send those two. But I, uh, you know, it took me six months to get, it took me a half an hour and a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels to get married. Um, but it took me six months to get out of the horrible marriage. Like it took a lot Did you of time. Get a, you didn't get it annulled. You just divorced. Yeah. Because we, I stayed with her for a year after we got married. So we got married in oh. Vegas and we stayed together eh, miserably for about a year after. And just, it was time to go. It was time to pack it in, cancel the show. It was time to, it was, that was it. We were on our final episode. Uh, we left it on a who, who shot. Quit who? Um, well, it was a mutual quitting, and people will always say, oh, it's not true. There's no such thing as mutual. It really was. We were both really miserable with each other. I was on the road a lot wrestling. You know, one thing professional wrestling mm. does is it does take, um, if you don't have at least one divorce, you're not a professional wrestler, in my opinion, because it seems right. to be that's just part of, you know, I'm shocked. Any person I've met 
any wrestler I've met who's had the same wife or husband, if it's a female wrestler, their entire journey, I'm in shock. I always am like, what's your secret, Yoda? <laughs> Teach me the force, because that's not real. Uh, it just doesn't happen. You We travel so much. You get so used to not having your spouse around that when they're around, you're annoyed. You know what I mean? Like it just. So we just weren't. We just didn't mesh well, and she's not a horrible person. I'm not. I'm not going down that road. But she just. She wanted a lot different world than I could provide for her. You know, and she was not as easygoing as I needed someone to be because I'm kind of all over the place doing my thing. So it just had to happen. We just had to split. But when we went to split, oh my God, you would have thought that we were trying to break up and secede from the union, the entire state of Vermont. There was paperwork and meetings and we had to, we didn't even have, we had a dog, but we still had to go to classes about separating. And I was like, what is happening? Like it didn't take this long to get married. You had to go to classes about separating and there's no kids involved. Yeah. I had to go to a class back then. It was mandatory. They've changed it now. It was mandatory. You went to this like introductory class on how to, how to conduct a divorce without lawyers, your life without your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what we should make our own industri industrial video for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Welcome to this six-part series on your life without your wife. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Vinny from Big Guys <laughs> Entertainment. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. Yeah. And then you start with, I've never been married, but I hear it's in suck. I've never been married, but, but I, I hear it sucks. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're going to do. Uh, so, but it took forever. And then we finally had to split up everything. She ended up with the cars. Uh, and uh, most of the stuff and cars? I had, cars, yeah, we had two cars and, uh, but so she, why couldn't she have one and you have because one? She, what what she, makes, can so, she drive both of them at the same time? No, this was called vindictive at this point. Oh, uh, cause I was the you one seem to have a lot of them in your past. Yeah, I have a few, uh, I have a few vindictive <laughs> types. Uh, and I, you know, and a lot of it, if you're a vindictive type, give Pierre a call. <laughs> yeah, I have, I apparently I'm available. If you want to take everything <laughs> I own, uh, every time I build it back up, which you, isn't much, yeah. but you can try. Yeah, you can take it. Cause I ended up in that relationship with a set of dishes, a dog and a big screen TV. Everything else went to her. Um, and it was, that was it. And then she. Rode off into the sunset. Ironically, we broke up on Valentine's Day. So that actually ties really? in. Yes. we And Valentine's Day, the actually two days before Valentine's Day, which would be is today or no, tomorrow, would be technically, or no, Friday, because it's the 14th. I'm, Friday the 14th when this drops. That is actually one of the um, biggest days for uh, divorce and separation, I believe. I hate to tell you that Friday when this drops is not the 14th. It's actually two days before. That's what I mean. Valentine's that's Day. what I'm saying. Two days before yeah. Valentine's Day. That's what I meant. Two days before the 14th yeah. is the actual one of the um, number one times that people split up or get divorced. It's uh, that because then you don't have to buy Valentine's Day gifts. That's uh, a real thing. Now, here's here's the big question. I mean, this happened years ago. A long time ago. I mean, ago. I think. Before we met. Oh, absolutely. You, this had already happened. This was 2006. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you seen her since or have you talked to her since? No, I couldn't even. I, I'll i be honest. So here's something weird about me uh, that I don't know if anyone else has this, but this is me. When I split up with somebody, um, they're pretty much gone. And I don't even remember what they look like. Like they go out of my brain completely. Um and she's completely, I wouldn't even remember. You'd have to like put a picture up in front of me with her name on it for me to even remember what she looks like. Like, I, I don't know if that's a weird thing or I just don't, like she's out of my brain. Like my brain made a block. I haven't seen her. Now, apparently my family still contact has had contact with her on Facebook because they'll try to tell really? me. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I saw that Jen's doing. I'm like, I don't care. Like. What do you think I want? I'm not like, you know, I don't know why they keep tabs and they're not friends with her. It's not like they're hanging out with her and talking to her. They just keep tabs on her. I'm like, why? I don't want to know what's going on with my exes. I want them to disappear and just be in the ether and not be a part of my world. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I have a, a different relationship with my ex because we had a kid together and I can't get rid of her even if I tried. 
Well, you know. Because that's a felony. Yeah. (laughs) Women, you can't live with them, but you can't chop them up and tell the neighbors they gone to. You can't shoot them. I was finishing a joke and Uh, you cut me off. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We got to talk about copyright infringement. You know that exciting, sexy stuff. Let's get to it when we get back. Mm, Riveting. We'll be back with more Big Guys Banter right after this. back thank you so much for joining us here at big guys banter all right so let's keep the ball rolling though let's not hang too long so we right before the show Vinny had mentioned to me that he heard something about a famous tattoo artist he wanted to talk to me about since i am in the industry of piercing and tattoos uh, i do i'm a body piercer i've owned a tattoo shop for 10 years Uh, i've been in the industry a while so i know i know a bit here and there so uh, Vinny hit me with it. I didn't. I haven't heard about this. So this is a. Uh, this is all new for me. So this is actually this is fresh news, fresh news. Um, uh, as of as of this recording, so Kat Von D, well known tattooist yep. out there, world famous. Uh, she was on that. TV yeah, she show, was on right? L.A. Inc. And then she was also on uh, Miami yeah. Inc. Um, her husband at the time was Oliver. Peck, who was a huge name in tattooing, and he was on Ink Master. They've been divorced a long time, but um, yeah, she was. She had her own show, LA Ink, and I've been to her shop, and I'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, so she was a well-known. Honestly, she became really well-known for portraits. It, most others, she doesn't do much else than portraits now. That's kind of been her thing. Uh, I've seen some of her old tattoos when she was first starting out. They're pretty horrible, but she's really good at portraits. So she's specialized in portraits. She became kind of an icon in tattooing because of it. And she became one of the most prominent female tattoo artists that you hear about. You know what I mean? So, which was very cool to have a female tattoo artist being represented in the mainstream. Yeah. So this is from, uh, let's see. This is from, well, I, I found this on MSN, but this is uh, written by Billboard. Okay. And uh, the opening paragraph says, a Los Angeles photographer is suing celebrity tattoo artist Kat Von D over a Miles Davis tattoo she drew for a customer and posted to Instagram, according to a 31-page complaint filed on Sunday. I mean, good Lord, do you need to write, hey, they stole my picture in 31 pages? Okay, this is fun. Um so they're trying to sue saying copyright infringement because she used the photo to make the pet tattoo. Yeah. So let's let's break yeah. this down. Um, this happened a long time ago. There is a precedence on this that why I don't think that this person's going to win the win the actual uh, rights to this. Like they're not going to win the battle. Disney many many years ago tried to sue a tattoo artist who was tattooing images of Disney characters on people. But he was having them do funky stuff. Like, he, one of them he had, you know, he had a sexual one with Minnie and Mickey. Somebody got tattooed. And he did other, like, Mickey Mouse was holding, like, a wrench for a mechanic. And, you know, stuff like that. They had those images. They had images. And, and Disney sued this one artist who became really well-known for these. And the funny thing was, is Disney, Disney lost... So if you think that you can beat Disney, like if Disney couldn't win a copyright infringement for tattooing, then you're probably not going to win on your level. Disney has more lawyers than anybody, and even they couldn't win in a court of law about a copyright infringement with um Now, there might maybe there's been new cases in the last few years, but it's one of the prominent ones that we know. Well, because the person, and that's and uh, well, that's the thing is because copyright laws have changed so much in the last just ten years. Yeah, they have. Um, where copyright has actually been extended for a lot of things where it normally would have gone to public domain. Um, and yeah, you know, I don't know the answer really. I, I 
Here's the thing is if a photographer takes a picture of something, they legally own the copyright to that yes. image. So how, so if it's reprinted, like, like in newspapers and stuff, they need to give the person credit. Right. So here's where the, here's where it gets weird with tattooing because the person who is getting the tattoo is not making any money off of the picture. See what I'm saying? There is no, there, like the, the person that has the, the tattoo on them is not getting any payment for that picture. Okay. That piece of art. So, the the argument was like, well, they're they're putting this on someone without my permission. Well, that person walking around with that art on them isn't doing it to get money for having it on their skin. That is something that they wear. It's permanent. So that there's a little leeway there that was argued that it's not being done for a profit. It's not like you know they put a picture of Miles Dave. They put that photographer's picture of Miles Davis on themselves and are charging people to look at it. You see what I'm saying? They're not like, you know, 20 bucks to stare at my tattoo. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that line of thinking is incorrect when it comes to copyright. It does not matter if you're trying to make money off of it or not. If you're using copyright material, it's still copyright right, material. Right, but the, where the issue comes in is when they try to sue, when they're trying to sue for like damages and things like that. That's why Disney didn't get well, a while back when Disney sued this artist there. He said, well, they, they were trying to get him on. Well, the, you're putting the image on that could, that could uh, take away money or it could also confuse our brand. And they, they tried all these different angles to sue this artist and they lost on all of them. I can, I can only see that it could be a defamation of their brand if they do those parody things, but parody, you know, like the, the sex yeah. parody is, is Absolutely. protected. So, and that's where, so it could be seen as a, parody. and that's where it gets weird with tattoos is technically they, they were pushing tattoos as an idea or fair use. Yeah, They were pushing tattoos as a fair use or parody version. Like it was a, a rendering. A, it was a different, you know, rendering of the image. You know what I'm saying? And so they were, they're, there was a whole lot going on with that. And I don't know copyright law. I wish we had a copyright lawyer around that we could have on the show an interview because tattooists are not selling no. the image. They're selling exactly. Their, and their, their artistic ability. It's not, that's what people don't understand. We're not selling you the actual, the tattoo artist isn't selling you a tattoo. They're selling you their time and art They're They are taking whatever image it is and putting it onto a medium. So they are, you know, it's not necessarily, and they, and some of them are doing their own art, yes, but like a portrait is, that's a weird, that's a weird area, and it surprises me that a photographer, well, this is to me, this is a photographer just trying to hopefully make a buck, which I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a picture of Miles Davis, and it's not like, well, you, you make it sound like it's a bad no. thing. The like, if someone no, stole, no, no. like if someone just took big guys banter and, and, and re, you know, published it on their site and was making money off it or wasn't making money off it, but just like, no, I, if this specifically I, is, I did, money I did off not mean it. it. No, I did not mean it. I did not mean it in that way that making it, but I'm just saying, I am okay. just saying, I don't think the person really is that worried about the picture being misrepresented on on this on the canvas or that that's going to become a thing no you know what i'm saying like i don't think that's the issue I, but he'd like credit for his work so that's his work it's his copyright he needs to protect it and protect his interests and his livelihood is from that photo because right. he's licensed it out to other right people. and that's where it gets a little it's it's a weird tattooing is a weird entity because it's being done it's not being done for profit. Well, it is being done for profit, but it's not. It's not like. Um, so an artist isn't specifically saying. I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. An artist isn't isn't saying, "Come get all of your Miles Davis tattoos of this picture from me." You know what I'm saying? Like making it a straight business of that one thing, and that's where there's a little weird. The whole thing is weird. It's a weird medium. 
and it, it doesn't it doesn't follow a lot well, of the normal laws and it's been fought for people have sued for copyright on tattoos since probably i would bet the 50s you know or 60s you know when i well the other thing is is that tattooers tattoo artists are suing because um like the tattooist behind some of the uh, the WWE superstars, their tattoos, the tattoo artists are suing, uh, you know, the the video right. game manufacturers for recreating them. Uh, in, in in Hangover, yeah, Tyson's Hangover face, two, yeah. One of the characters got a face tattoo, but it was originally a copy of Mike Tyson's yeah. face tattoo, and they had to digitally change it because. Of copyright. Right, and that's what... So It's weird. It's a weird area it's because they're trying to say... So the problem with tattoos is you're basically becoming a walking billboard. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm covered in tattoos. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a bunch of tattoos. And... You have some copyright images on absolutely. your... I know you yeah, have I have, I have a bunch of Muppets on my leg. I have a zombie Elvis on my leg. Um... Everything else is pretty much there's no copyright. I mean, flowers and masks and you know whatever. But I mean, I have I have animal on my foot. I've got Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem on my calf. Um, I have uh, Elvis on my other leg. I mean, I've got you know I've got copyright stuff on me, and I'm not trying to sell it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. It's weird because once it goes on your body, it's like a it is like a giant billboard in a way. And but yet at the same time, you're not selling anything from that billboard. You know what I'm saying? So it's a weird. Yeah, but I know again, I know what you're saying. Again, you're. I'm you're, talking from the financial standpoint. It's that whole thing about selling does not mean you're not violating copyright. No, I understand that. But what I'm what I am saying is that there is when they are trying to get large amounts of damages. I can understand saying just they don't want it on. But is that to say that now you're going to... So a gentleman tattoos a famous, like, Randy Orton, who's covered in tattoos, right? Randy Orton has a bunch of tattoos. So when does it get to a point where that guy can now say, is he going to start telling him, well, you can't show those tattoos on TV because they're copyrighted to me, and you're, you're on TV, right. so you can't work anymore because you're covered in my ink, and you can't show it. And they tell you you have to have your shirt off. So where is the line? You know what I mean? Like there's. Well, that's, that's the right. issue is because tattoo artists are going after these companies saying you're displaying my copyrighted work, but is it legally their copyrighted work since they're commissioned I, to draw this that, on a that's person where I was going to get to. And therefore the copyright should be transferred to the person who yeah, commissioned Yeah, that's where it. I was about to get to. And that's another part of it. And that's where I was kind of leaning into with saying that, you know, where's the line? Because I'm glad I, yeah, got I was there. on my way there. I was just <laughs> trying to, I was trying to weave it in a different way. But yes, the biggest problem is, is that you commission a piece of art. It is no different than selling something and handing it over. Like if you make a one of a kind thing and you sell it to somebody that is now theirs. They bought that from you. You that yep. you worked with them to design it. They they created it. You bought it. It's yours now. It is your property to do with as you see yeah. fit. And that and I've worked with logos and I've designed logos for other people, but it's now their right, logo. Exactly. I I can't you can't claim, claim copyright because you designed it. Uh, ownership right. of it because because I did a job and part of the job was well, they would own it. But I also have a contract with them that's that state yeah that. and that's where i don't know if tattooists have contracts no, no um because we don't it's it's a weird thing we all have we have um we have different type of like uh forms that people sign like consent forms and some of those say that we have the right to use their image for publicity purposes you know to show our art you know things like mm -hmm. that but it's usually not written in any type of contract that if you go out and do X, Y, Z, I have rights to it, or you have rights to it. or It's just kind of always been known that once it's on your body, it's yours. You know, like, I'm permanently putting it yeah. on your body. You are paying me to put it on your body. Therefore, that is your property. It's not mine anymore. I can't, I can't However, take it back. if you're a person buying a tattoo, I would go in with a contract saying that 
and have them sign it. If they don't willing to sign it, find a different con, uh, tattooist. Um, do it legally. Make sure that you have your rights to it. I don't know. Maybe that's overkill. That's just yeah. Me. It's a weird. It yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing because, like I said, once they've done the art on you, you're it. It should be your property. So if I if some like all yeah. these tattoos, my ex tattooed a bunch of my tattoos. She designed uh, a bunch of my right. tattoos that you see right here. Uh, these sugar skulls and the roses and you know. Um, there's a squirrel playing spoons on my arm. There's all kinds of random stuff. Um, she designed and, and tattooed those. Now, say I go and somehow I get lucky and I become world famous. And I'm on TV. And I do a show, a TV show. And my arm is showing in the show. Right. She doesn't... So by the copyright law, the way it reads, she could now say... You can't have him on that show anymore because his arm is showing or you have to cut his arm off or have it cut off in the show or, or CGI, CGI it out, out or whatever, which that's my body. She shouldn't have the right to tell me how to use my body. She shouldn't have right, the ownership exactly. of it. And that's where the problem lies is right there. We'll come back. Right. We got more copyright to talk about and we have to talk about little Uzi Vert in just a minute. You're listening to Big Guys Banter with Pierre and Vinny. We are back. Thank you so much for joining us and returning to the show, not just skipping all the way through to the end where we get naked. Um, that's just a teaser. All right. So we were just talking about copyright law and weird stuff with tattoos. But also another part of that before we go on to little Uzi Vert and his stupidity um, is the Bernie uh, current Bernie meme that we yeah. want to talk about that because we've we've actually both been in some arguments online about this one. Uh, in some places, uh, oh, yeah. we both have. I've had some myself. I've seen. So, if you all know, uh, Bernie Sanders, Vermont uh, Senator, had the image that's been gone viral of him with his mittens on and sitting in the chair, and it's gone yep. viral. Like it's everywhere. As a matter of fact, to the point where Bernie, who is so smart, put it out immediately on shirts and sweatshirts and whatever, and sold them, and then gave all that money to charities in Vermont. So that's amazing. Like, he figured out it was viral. He took that picture. He plastered it all over, sold it, and gave all that money to charity. All the profit went to charity. Well, let's be honest. Someone in his staff figured that it was viral and yeah, did all fine. that stuff. I doubt Bernie had the sense. No, that's true. <laughs> but still, the, the Bernie campaign and part of his, you know, they figured it yes. out. And then they donated all the money to charity, to Vermont Charities, which was very cool. Yeah, all the profits. Yep. Were donated to, uh, I think the um, yeah Meals, Meals on, on Wheels, Wheels and there's another one they're working with for their next round of because they're still selling them. So uh, yeah, so that was great. But then we started seeing a bunch of people taking the image of Bernie and putting it on all kinds of random stuff and selling it, especially on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Yep. Is where yeah, I've been a, lot a lot of Facebook of Marketplace Bernie. Shirts, Bernie phone cases, Bernie candles. Candles was a big one. Uh, that was one that blew up. Yeah, um, like on on big can you know column candles with it on the glass. Uh, I saw it on. Oh yeah, well it, you saw the vinyl. The, it's like yeah. the vinyl on the uh, on the yeah on these dollar store candles. They put the vinyl on. They were selling them. For yeah, like 10 exactly. Bucks. Yep, that's the one I saw. Yeah. Now I have a I have a sublimation printer at my house. That can do labels and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I know how much it costs and they're making a killing. They're really jacking their prices up for the, for the sake of this whole gimmick. And people were, and and not even yeah. just you, cause I noticed you had popped in on one of them and said, Hey, that's copyright infringement. Just so you know, be careful. Like, you know, you're selling these right yep. under everyone's nose. And this is somebody's image and it's Bernie specific image, you know, and uh, just so you know, and people, it's actually, but it's not owned by Bernie unless he purchased, which he might it. have. It's actually uh, there was a, a, it's owned by a photographer unless he's working for another company. 
uh, it would be owned by him. And so he would have the legal rights to license it right. out. And if you're not getting a proper license, then you could get Yeah, sued. absolutely. And that's where copyright is really weird. And it's actually a very complex thing, copyright law. Uh, we, we read a lot about it because we have to deal with it with our businesses and um, with big guys' entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to really keep an eye on copyright as much as possible because you never know what you're going to run into. And you also have to keep an eye on your brand so if somebody else uses it. But we were just – I remember I saw you, and I've said a couple other ones that I found, but you had just mentioned that, and people jumped down your throat about it like, you know – we're getting very angry. Oh, I yeah, I know. You, you, you on Facebook. You anger everybody on Facebook. It's kind of a thing. Uh, oh, it's yeah. kind of your, it's kind of your niche market. I throw logic right. at them. That's the problem. Is I throw logic I at them, and they just can't handle how, the logic. How dare train. you? How dare you throw logic at these people? It's wrong. Don't you know that it's wrong? Um, so I know I'm. Anti-internet. <laughs> You're the biggest tech anti-tech I've ever met. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he put up. So Vinny had posted up on a few of these. Hey, that's copyright. You might want to be careful. And people just lashed out. Like, how dare you try to ruin someone's business? And uh, and I just thought to myself, I'm like, first of all, Shecky, you're doing this from a backwoods, you know place with dollar store candles it's not like you just spent eight thousand dollars and mass produced you know like a hundred thousand of these candles to sell you're literally doing it out of your living room with an with your old printer and a heat gun like don't don't act like you've started some giant business out of this you're the equivalent of the guys that go to band to concerts and sell their bootleg t-shirts of the band outside of the venue like that's what you're doing right you're essentially doing yep. that. Now, is it that big of a deal in the long in the grand scheme of things? No. Like really, it's probably not going to affect much on the well, bottom I mean, line. It depends on what side you're right. on. I mean, if you're the guy who owns the copyright to that and all these people are are making stuff off you and you're right. not. Yes, that is a big deal to that right. person. The rest of us, it's not a big deal. That Unless it happens right, and that's to what you. I'm saying. I'm saying there's a lot of different sides. In the grand scheme of things, if that now, the gentleman who took that picture, I am sure that he has been paid very well by the Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, uh, camp. I am sure. I will put money on. I'm. I'm assuming. I'm really hoping that that they actually did seek out a license to do this, and they just didn't take the image. Yeah. Well, and that um, because even though it's an image of Bernie. Bernie does not automatically own the image. And see, of that's the weird part of copyright law that people don't realize. That's the funky part of copyright law is that you don't necessarily own your own image, you know, which is crazy. Meaning that, and, and that's why the internet is a wild is the wild wild west in a lot of ways. They're trying to tame it down, but there's mm. a lot of weird, uh, vague crap about the internet and like what if something is posted online? Is it public? You know, domain? Is it owned by one person if you don't know you know there's like a thousand weird variables that can happen with copyright stuff well that's the eu has been doing a whole bunch of stuff that has really rocked the internet world where even memes can be considered copyright infringement and facebook and organizations like that that operate in europe uh have to govern that right or be in violation. Right. So there's, and there is some positivities to that. Copyright is important because people should get paid for their work or their arts or whatever they do. I absolutely believe in that. Um, I also think that there's weird, there's weird gray areas there that are hard to, you know, how, how can we really do it in a fair way for everybody so that the person who does the art can, can get something for their art. And also at the same time, see, this is where I think it should come down to, the, the person who goes and say you download an image like Bernie's image online, we there needs to be a more central location to download from that could keep track of that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to have something. It's, but it's so expansive and so big. Well, I mean, there are places like that. Uh, Getty right. Images, you can get stuff. Uh, Getty is famous for oh, showing yeah. people for using uh, images. I mean, uh, I remember my girlfriend had a problem where she was using 
Getty Images to uh, as a template to show a client what it could look like. And because it was online, even though it was not from an accessible uh, URL, but because a, a, a bot could find it, she got hit with a copyright uh, suit for copyright infringement because she used images that she did not license to just show the client what it now, would look did she like. Have, so that's why we're very now, careful now. Now, did she have now. to pay anything out, or did she just stop you, cease and desist? I, I don't know if she... To be honest, I don't know the answer to that, but this is why I pay for a stock photo, right? Uh, a subscription. Um, it's it's like with our with our trivia. We I've stopped doing any show, any uh, game that had anything to do with music. Like the game we use the most, Reverse It. I can't do that right in a public forum because it would be getting hit with copyright right, constantly. And there's no way for us to, uh, there's no easy way for us to have a license to play those Right, and music. the problem is the licensing that we use for like DJing and all that doesn't cover, and it's very specific now. Licensing has changed, and now there's very specific avenues. There is avenues for playing online, but even then, if the Facebook algorithm or the or the streaming algorithm of whatever platform you're using will still boot you and then you have to go back and prove your innocence if you even if you have a license you're still fighting yeah. it it's still always a fight it's not just a clear cut symbol there's no whitelisting saying this user has a right. license to do this on facebook right. this person has a license to do it on twitch there's no whitelisting for that they don't make a an affordable option for i mean cuz DJs what DJs have been doing is going on twitch and just showing off their skills and then been getting hit with copyright infringement when, you know, there are, our entire job is DJs. One of our things is we promote exactly. music. We promote music. And because of, of organizations like Spotify, they don't need DJs anymore to right. do that. They got Spotify or, or SoundCloud or, or YouTube music. You know, the big corporations have said, oh, well, we're just going to take over. Right. And that's what's yeah. happened. Yeah, so you can't spin like you used to or, or play new music. I mean, it used to be the way that you found new music was by DJs on on radio stations at, of clubs. Clubs would get new DJ would get records, would yep. get tracks brought right to them back when we played albums. A vinyl would bring you vinyl. Somebody would bring the or a cassette and be like, hey, would you play this during... And oh, then that yeah. way... I worked in radio and we get... We get promo copies of stuff Absolutely. all the time. People show up at their door, literally old school, with like tapes out of their trunk, and like bring them to the, and say, "Please play this." Well, you know, whatever. And sometimes you'd get a DJ would listen to it and go, "Yeah, I'll throw it on my show." And then next thing you know, you got a hit. Uh, do you think that's how a uh, uh, little Uzi Vert got got <laughs> noticed? As he brought a yeah. demo tape. Yes, you like that well segue, done. Pierre? Yes, you like that segue. Because little Uzi Vert is one of the things that I hate about music. Um, if I'm being completely honest he is in that mumble rap garbage mumble rap category which if you're into mumble oh is that i see i don't know anything oh, he's about a mumble him. rapper and um if you don't okay. know what mumble rap is here i'm gonna like i'm gonna give you an example that's freaking mumble rap to a bad trap beat and that's it it's like it's awful. You can't understand them. They're saying nonsense. Not even not even trying to put rhymes together. Uh, it's and Little Uzi Vert is just an awful mumble rapper. So what about Little Uzi Vert? Is this the guy that came to Middlebury? Yes, he was at Middlebury College, and Ryan Kenyon challenged him to a rap battle. This is the guy. Oh my God, that was playing, and you guys challenged him to come yeah, to the marquee. Yeah, to challenge him. I knew. I thought this guy's name yep. was familiar. So let me tell you about why. Uh, I'm bringing him Please up. Please do. I saw this news story, and it says that, okay, so he's been saving since 2017 to buy a pink diamond. It's $24 million of pink diamond. You know, like the Pink Panther? He bought one. And did he put it in a ring or 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 showcase it on a necklace? No. No, Pierre, you know what he did with it? No. I'll show oh, you. Oh, got a picture. He had it implanted in his forehead. 
What? Oh my god. He had the pink diamond implanted in his forehead. And how much did you say he spent again? Uh $24 million. And I don't know if that covered the implantation of the forehead. Uh, I call bullshit. I mean, I call BS on this one. I don't believe I uh, okay. here's why. I don't believe that diamond is worth that. I want proof that that diamond oh, that's okay. I I know I he he probably got the damn pl- in thing implanted. You can implant that kind of stuff. They just put a backing on it. It's be, I have implants like that. It's called a dermal a dermal piercing. You basically put an anchor under the skin and you screw it in. They probably just screwed it into a setting that's right at the base of the of the skin and it's locked in there. Um but I I can't first of all I'd like to find out how much little Uzi Vert really makes because I don't believe he has $24 million like saved up. Well, he said he's been saving since 2017. So in, so in three years or four years, because we're 21 now, he has literally made over $24 million. I can't imagine that, but he might have. I, a lot of these mumble rappers make a lot of money now, especially through YouTube and all these other sites. But um, I can't imagine that he made that much money. Like, you know, enough to buy that diamond and have it implanted in his skull. I mean, he's got no sense, so I, I guess maybe that'll help. I mean, I mean, say that thing is really worth $24 million. What's preventing somebody not just knocking him off and taking yeah, his I head? Mean, That's a $24 million well, head. Well, you don't even have to knock it off. It's an implant. You just have to rip it out. It's not, like, stuck to his skull. It's in his skin. So... You literally, you literally, all you have to do is grab a hold of it and yank hard enough, it'll fall out. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you would, what makes you think that that was a smart move? This is my problem with the current state of hip hop, especially, especially big in hip hop right now and the mumble rap community, all trying to do these outrageous, outlandish, like, looks. And I get they're trying to, like, be rock stars and that's a lot of them the funny thing is a lot of mumble rappers if you look them up online they don't even say they're rappers they call themselves rock stars or uh things like that like you know they have these weird like no we're not rappers we're not artists we're rock stars or whatever they it's really really annoying they they don't actually understand they're rappers but they're not even good rappers they literally you and i could make a mumble rap record right now if we had a good backdrop beat and we, we found a couple of words we could string together and then just mumble through a bunch of other words, we just write down nonsensical words that kind of go together and then just mumble through them and we have made a hit. Like, literally, that's how easy mumble rap is compared to everything else. That sounds like it a does. challenge. It does. We should probably put together... Uh, we should probably put one together It's just called banter. And it's just <laughs> you and I mumbling to a back to an auto-tuned beat. Doing doing an hour worth of mumble yeah. rap. <laughs> That's our epic episode. That's gonna be our epic episode. Is a mu- hour of mumble rap. I, I tell you, it, I saw this and I'm like, what the hell is coming? I mean, you got that uh, what uh, six nine? Yeah, Takashi six nine. Yeah, Takashi six nine. Yeah, and he's got this whole, I don't know, rainbow bright looking freakiness to him you know got these teeth going on the hair the you know all this like face tattoos i mean what the hell's the deal with the face you, tattoos you sound like the you Seriously. sound like the oldest grumpiest man in the world right now it's hysterical you're like ah these kids with these tattoos and these piercings these and, and this music and- i mean seriously what the frick is up with face tattoos yeah i mean I, it, it is what it is i don't even what Nobody wants to see a 60-year-old man wearing a face tattoo. Uh, I don't I mean, know if that's on. true. I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of our generation that really got tattooed up when they get older. I've actually there's a really cool thing online if you want to check it out. Just look up older um older man tattoos or old people with showing tattoos. There was an uh I think it was done in the New York Times or whatever. It's a pictorial piece that had a bunch of older people that are all covered in butt tattoos and showing them. And it looked pretty cool. See these older people like covered in tattoos and telling their story basically that way. It was really kind of cool, but 
there is a weird and I think every every generation feels this way about the the next generation coming up. You know, like I'm sure when we were kids, our parents when we were all getting tattoos and, you know, piercings in the 90s and the 80s uh, the generations before us, our parents and grandparents are like, I don't understand this music, this hip-hoppity hip-hop music, and this rap, crap, trap stuff, you know, and they're, you know, and this punk rock and metal, you know, why aren't they just listening to Neil Diamond and, you know, that kind of, so I get it, I get that we're on that other end right now, you and I are a little more plugged in because of what we do, but I, I understand. But, but I still can't stand No, I music. can't stand mumble rap. I mean, I play yeah. it. I play it if it's requested, but I can't stand this stuff. I mean, I if I can go through a whole uh, uh, wedding without hearing Lizzo or Cardi B, I'll oh, be Oh, God, happy. yes, I know. And I, you know what? I don't even mind part of, like, the Lizzo and Cardi B. There is a portion of them that is, is cool and has some kind of, like, oh, all right, yeah, this is empowering kind of sound. And then there's other parts of it that I'm just like, oh, my God, what's happening? Cardi B especially. Cardi B's voice kind of drives me nuts, but... I like Lizzo personally. I like her sound. I, I think she has moments of good tracks. I, I, okay. I I don't, I'm not a big fan of her music, but I like a lot of the message she got. Cause she's a big girl and she's like, Just do you your know, thing. Yeah. You know, doing your thing, you know, I mean, she posed naked on yeah. her album. I mean, that's just, yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I respect that part of things, but I just, I'm just not into, it's like, it's like uh, my my girlfriend works at a country radio station, <laughs> biggest country station yep, in Vermont, truth. and I can't stand country. Holy cow! And I live in Vermont, I work in Vermont, and I do weddings in Vermont. And nearly every one country. of the weddings we do, oh, we like to hear yep. country. And I'm like, that's just great. Yep. We smile and do it. I will play yeah. it for you. Yeah, I I don't I like. But I don't I like, like older it. country, but like outlaw country, like Johnny Cash type stuff. I don't like the newer country, like the poppy rock country, especially when country started going down the road of trying to be almost rap. Like, you know what I mean? Like they hit that like weird middle and then there's country rap now. That's a whole other thing. Um, like, yeah, that's yeah, a whole exactly. Genre right I'm, there. I'm mistaken for big Smo all the time, which we've talked about in the past on the show. Um, <laughs> that's just a thing. But yeah, I I don't really care for the newer country that's like poppy pop rock country. I'm just not a fan. And I'm not really against it. There's some of it that I like, but I don't go out and seek it. And that's our that's and that is the is the uh, end of our show, telling you not to go out and seek bad country music. All right, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you join us every week here at BigGuysBanter.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Join our Patreon, like, follow, and subscribe. Big Guys Entertainment and Big Guys Gaming on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the social medias. So for Big Guys Entertainment, this is Big Guys Banter. See you next week, same Big Guy time, same Big Guy channel. Don't you steal our copyright or we'll come and get you. You've been listening to Big Guys Banter with Pierre Vachon and Vinny Hebert. Be a part of the show by tuning in live or listen to the audio version on our website at BigGuysDJ.com. This has been a presentation of Big Guys Entertainment. For a transcript of Big Guy's Banter, write down everything they say. 